Welcome to the Women's Ministry Toolbox Podcast. I'm Cindy Owenby. I'm a seasoned women's ministry leader, the founder of Women's Ministry Toolbox, and the author of Rethinking Women's Ministry. This is the place where women serving on the women's ministry team in their local church find hope and inspiration for building a flourishing, Christ-focused women's ministry. I'm continuing this series on hot topics and hot takes today with a hot take on secret sister programs. I want to ask you to listen all the way through the episode, especially if you don't agree with me. I want nothing more than for you to have a successful Christ-centers women's ministry that encourages your women to grow in their relationship with God and each other. Often that means evaluating the plans you have in place to see if there's a better way to do something to increase its impact. If you've read my book, Rethinking Women's Ministry, you may recall I shared about my failure to properly press pause on the secret sister program in the church I served in. You'll find the story in the chapter titled, Making Changes and Managing Sacred Cows. My concerns with secret sister programs are not off the cuff. This is something I have literally spent years thinking about. Before I get to some of my concerns and some ideas for how we can improve secret sister programs, let's start by looking at what is a secret sister program and what's its purpose. Generally speaking, secret sister programs invite women to secretly encourage another woman in their church. Usually one person assigns the sisters and keeps the list secret for the duration of the program. Typically, these programs are scheduled for a year, sometimes less, with a celebration and a big reveal party at the end of the program. Women might send cards, pray for their secret sister, and often give them small gifts. Many churches ask women to fill out a form with their favorite things so they can be surprised with things they'll enjoy. The purpose given is often encouragement, building relationships, and community. I admire the heart behind secret sister programs. Leaders see them as a way for women in their church to love one another. They may pray for one another and encourage one another. This all sounds great, right? So why would I have wanted to press pause on our secret sister program? What are some of the issues with the secret sister program? There are seven issues I want to highlight. Number one, the biggest problem with secret sister programs is not everyone completes the program. You might be doing a great job of loving your secret sister, but the woman assigned to you might not. So instead of feeling loved, you're left feeling left out. This happens more than you might think. And some of your women will never tell you when it does. Number two, there's no on-ramp for new women. Whether the program lasts six months or a year, women who may want to join in can't, and they end up feeling excluded. Instead of unity, you've created a clique. Number three, hiding your identity doesn't build community. Number four, finances often keep women from participating. Number five, it often serves a small subset of your target audience. In our case, at that church, all of the participants in our secret sister program were 50 years old and up. We knew we needed to make some changes to reach younger women. 
Number six, secret sister programs usually only include women in the church. It's inward focused, not outward focused. And number seven, reveal parties exclude women who didn't participate. Even if you open it up to everyone, those who didn't participate find it awkward to attend. Reveal parties may also have a big impact on your women's ministry budget. In our specific case, a small number of participants had a budget of $300 for their reveal party, while other events and activities that were open to all women in the church had a much smaller budget, if any budget at all. Are there solutions for each one of these issues? Absolutely. And I'll share some ideas after this short break. Does your team take the time to debrief after every women's ministry event? Do you record your wins and make notes of the tweaks you'd make the next time? Taking the time to evaluate your events provides the opportunity for your team to reflect, celebrate, and grow. To help you record and gather information after each event, I've created the post-event evaluation form. It is the form in my women's ministry toolbox that I use the most. This two-page evaluation can be easily completed in about 10 to 15 minutes during your women's ministry meeting. This free PDF is available at womensministrytoolbox.com freebies. That's F-R-E-E-B-I-E-S. I pray you and your team will find the post-event evaluation form a helpful tool for planning future women's ministry events. Before I dive into some solutions, I want to offer some questions your team may want to use to assess the effectiveness and purpose of your secret sister program. The first question I encourage you to ask is how does this activity align with your ministry mission statement? We've talked before about how your mission statement should be used as a plumb line in making decisions that best serve your women. If the response is, well, it builds community and relationships, I'd want them to explain how. As I mentioned, hiding your identity is an odd way to build relationships and community. Number two, how does this activity point women to God and the word? Maybe your group encourages women to pray for one another and to share scripture and give gifts that are spiritual in nature. That's good if it happens, but is there a better way? And the third question I encourage your team to talk through is how is God glorified? Secret sister programs can easily become about the gifts. Women compare what they have and haven't gotten with others in the program. We have to ask, what are we pointing our women to? So perhaps, just maybe, you're beginning to consider the idea that your secret sister program needs to be tweaked just a bit. What can you do to make it better? Here are some ideas and alternatives to secret sister programs. First, clarify your goal. If it's encouragement, maybe you invite women to sign up to be prayer partners once a quarter. If it's growing in relationship with one another, maybe a mentoring program would be a better option. Consider one-time events that bless participants instead of something that lasts all year long. Some churches host Galentine events or Christmas events that invite, but do not require, women to bring a $5, $10 gift for a gift exchange. 
I have two posts on the Women's Ministry Toolbox blog that are packed with tips on how to host a gift exchange and some theme ideas, many of which point women to Christ. You'll find the link in the show notes. If your heart's desire is for women to grow in their relationship with one another while growing in their relationship with God, discipleship groups could provide a better path towards achieving that goal. You'll find many posts on discipleship on the Women's Ministry Toolbox blog. If you desire is less Bible study and more relational, that's okay. Maybe sister six groups or guess who's coming to dinner or making room groups provide a better framework for building relationships among the women in your church. I'll link to those posts in the show notes as well. Or perhaps God is calling you to cultivate a community that organically encourages one another. What if you regularly encouraged your women to reach out to those they know need some encouragement? Widows, single moms, moms with newborns, college students, women on the church's prayer list, those with chronic illness, those that are homebound, the missionaries your church supports, and any others that would be blessed by an encouraging text, a card, or a care package. What if two to three times per year you gathered everyone together to create and send care packages to different groups such as college students, military personnel, and missionaries. The focus of your ministry year, the whole year, could be on loving one another well. In some ways, a secret sister program isn't big enough. Its reach is limited to those who participate in a specific season. It's not a bad idea, but there are many better ideas that would reach a larger group of women in your church and in your community. As I record this podcast, I'm wearing a t-shirt from Sola Gracia that says, we love because he first loved us. 1 John 4.19. Our love doesn't win souls or save souls. Only Christ loved us. We miss the mark when we make it about us. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Women's Ministry Toolbox podcast. Leading in women's ministry can be lonely, but it doesn't have to be. You'll find support and ideas you can use in the Women's Ministry Toolbox community Facebook group. We would love for you to join us. Search for us on Facebook or visit womensministrytoolbox.com slash groups to access the link. May the grace of God carry you through difficult ministry seasons. May He direct your steps as you seek to make Him known, and may your love for the Lord be apparent to every woman you serve.